pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. So if you're listening to One Life Left for the next hour, um, get ready to um, uh, open your wallets and uh, hand over some cash. Um, That's all from me on The Bike Show. As I said, One Life Left up next. And next week on the show, we'll be talking to the bike snob from New York City about the uh, fixed gear craze, the fad that never dies. Um, Until then, thanks for listening. It's good to be back. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. Brought to you by the London Musicians Collective. Hi, thanks for uh, for coming in. Um, we just need to check your credentials to ch- to make sure you're suitable to be a guest on One Life Left. Um, it's all fairly easy stuff. Um, you should know this. Uh, but uh, question number one: What outfit is Sherry Birkin wearing on the photo she has in her in- inventory on Resident Evil Two? Uh, Resi Two. Resident Evil Two. The photo. In it's quite hard, this one. It's a bit of a hard one to start with, but I'm gonna, it's either blue, um, it's blue and white, or it's white and blue, so I'm going to go with white shirt and blue overall. Very good. Oh, that's good. He knows good. stuff. Okay, okay, question. They always get question one right, though. Question two, ramp up the difficulty. Okay. Question two. Not, oh. During development, Lara Croft, star of Tomb Raider, was known by another name, which was changed prior to release to reflect her British identity. What was her original name? Hmm, something that was a little bit exotic. Her original name? Yeah, yeah. I guess it was... I've heard a story about this. I guess it was Lara Cruz. Oh, very good. Very good, very good. Um, And obviously, as we were saying, ramping up the difficulty levels. We don't expect you to get number three. This is more of to see where you're at. Um, who produced and directed Rare's seminal classic, Goldeneye? Hmm, it's a bit of a blur, but um, it was me. You are. I thought we got over this criticising me at the start of the show thing. Ten seconds, people. We decided it was live. We decided it was unprofessional. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. You're showing off. Anyway, hello. You're showing off in front of our new guest. Yeah. Please welcome one life left listeners, Martin Hollis. Hey, Martin welcome. Hollis. Welcome. 
welcome. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks it's a pleasure coming. to be here. Is it? It really is. It's early days yet, but uh, you're having a nice time in the studio, are you? I am, yes. Is there anything we can do to make your stay more comfortable? Hmm. Um, I'll think about that. Okay. <laughs> Three minutes in and it's a pleasure. Isn't it already? We'll come back to that. We have got a hell of a show. Haven't we? It's going to be brilliant today. We've got more features than we've had for ages. Excellent. Uh, we have Derek Williams. That's come no on, surprise. Derek, yeah. That's no surprise. And, uh, and we have Matthew Kumar. We have a couple of others as well. So that's very exciting. Anne. Hello. You had a good week? Um, a very good week. It's been eventful. Really? Why? Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been dull, dull, dull. You uh, you locked yourself out of your flat this evening. Yeah. How, uh, how did that happen? Uh, Keys just, inside. Yeah, pretty much. So obviously you're becoming more and more of a video games expert. So yeah. these days you should have you should have all the tools up here to uh, to break back in, don't you? Uh, yeah, but I've mostly been playing Guinness World Records. Right, and, uh, and there isn't a world record for, for flat. For breaking into <laughs> your own flat. That'll come in the sequel, I guess. Yeah. You had a good week, Steve? It's been fine. What, Absolutely fine. What have you been up to? Um, you know, like Anne, not a lot. Preparing for this show, of course. Obviously. That's what I said. As soon as one show... You see, that's the thing. As soon as one show finishes and go up on, goes up on the podcast, everyone gets really excited about it. You know, all the gossip across the internet. Have you heard One Life Left this week? Oh, it's brilliant, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, but we, for us... We say. For, for us, it's over. Yeah. We, we're preparing for this one. We, we started a Twitter... We did, didn't we? Now, for someone who was dismissive when I joined Twitter, before Steve and Fry and Jonathan Ross blagged, was banged on about it during their, uh, their TV show on Friday, uh, you, were, you were like, oh, you were a bit sniffy about it, weren't you? Yeah, but then I realised we could monetise it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Talking of monetising, we were issued a challenge by the bike show, weren't we? Yeah, if, you've, uh, if you were listening to the bike show, and if you weren't, why not? It's good to see the bike show back. And, you know... Not that we've been following something worse than the bike no. show. Everything on Resonance is equally brilliant. But, but, they, but they've just kicked off a new series. It was explosive stuff, wasn't it? Like, cause the ending of the last series turned out to be... The start so, of this series. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very clever. It didn't happen. They've got flashbacks, flash-forwards, yeah, wheelies and endos. And he was kicking off with us as well, wasn't yeah. he? Straight away. So he's, he's issued a challenge that uh, One Life Left won't be able to raise as much money as the bike show during 2009. So... Start saving. <laughs> we're going to have to come up with some plans, aren't we? How was your week, Martin? Uh, pretty good. I, hmm, let's see. Quite busy on a project that I can't talk about at the moment. Uh, well, oh. it's, it's a good job you're a guest on a talk radio <laughs> show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I should have thought of it. Yeah, we're going to find some way of getting that out of you during the show, I'd imagine. Well, employer, right? Uh, mm. Do you remember when we asked the guy from Denki to <laughs> to name what what letter his uh, his game his new project started with? Yeah, oh, and that's he a good one. He wouldn't, so we had to ask him what colour it reminded him. of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. And now, what colour was it? Can't say. Can't oh. say. Can't, <laughs> can't say. Um, Simon, what? Good week. Yeah, it was alright. Yes. Uh, yeah. Fine. What, what, what do you get up to? Oh, never mind. So, um, in the week that. Andy Murray went crashing out of oh. the Australian Open. Relevance to video games? Mm, you could make a game out of that. He was on the cover of Top Spin. Yeah, do you think he'll be on next year? <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> uh, in the week that one of the Royals split up with one of their girlfriends. Uh. Yeah, now, see, now, apparently um, they, they discovered this by... Uh, she changed her status on Facebook to uh, relationship colon not in one. <gasps> is that a legitimate Facebook status? Yeah. No. It's, it's not. not. It's not, is it? Single. Yeah, because we're in loads of relationships. (laughs) But they, uh, yeah, apparently not in one. Relationship status, busy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Really tired. Anne. Uh, In the week that the Chinese New Year started. Relevance to video games? They have them in China. (laughs) 
Martin, sorry to spring this on you, but can you think of a world worldwide event this week that's happened? Hmm, no. Short answer. <laughs> It's 7.06 on Monday the 26th of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Ubisoft has looked into its crystal ball and decided that 2012 is when the next generation of home consoles will be popping up. The publisher is increasing its development and technology resources off the back of this prophecy. It's now ready to take on any new growth the industry can throw at it. It's warned One Life Left that the tarot cards don't look good for high-quality games-based broadcasting this year. One Life Left aims to prove those tarot cards wrong. PS4... 2012. Yep. Is that what you're revealing exclusively today on One exclusively, Life Left? Exclusively, that's what somebody else might that's think. That's a massive exclusive. Isn't it just? PS4 announced yep. by newsreader Anne Scantlebury. Uh, can, you, do you, can you expand on that a bit more, Anne? Can you tell us what sort of features the PS4 is going to have? A flying duck. <laughs> really? Uh, well, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, Phil Harrison launched the PS3 with all those ducks in yeah, the water, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Oh, the rubber duck, yeah. The rubber yeah. duck. And that- yeah, now real ones attached to the to the actual PS4. Really? Mm. And not it's obviously it's not just the PS4, it's the next generation Xbox system. What's that going to be called? Uh, Xbox. You can't add up. Or you've never played Seven- 720 the video 20. game. <laughs> Xbox 720, that's coming yeah. out in 2012. 2012 with the Olympics. And that will be its standout feature, the Olympics. Yeah. It's going to come with the Olympics. It's going to come with the Olympics. Right. You buy an Xbox 720, you get the Olympics free. Good stuff. Oh, that's going to add to the manufacturing cost. Isn't it, Just? Now, you're still at the cutting edge of game development, Martin, are you? You, you, you must be working on these already, mustn't you? What, these new... Uh, are these new consoles? This so-called PlayStation 4. Yeah. Oh, um... I could, no. What colour? <laughs> yeah. um, so we we didn't obviously mention Nintendo's next generation system then. Yeah, what what would their? We can't really follow their naming well, conventions, can we? No, I'm wondering whether they would be interested in in putting out a new system because surely you know now they've got domination with the Wii. There's one everywhere. Why would they need to move on? Because the people who have Wii's, do they really care about, you know, next generation graphics, well, next no, generation I'll, I'll, sound and next generation playability? What they're going to do is put an eye on the end, like they've done with the DS, call it the Wii. <laughs> it, it, will, it will have a camera in it. Um, and You'll be you... able to step into the screen. Yeah. Oh, from the name, I was assuming it'd be like a water slide. Industry analyst Michael Pachter is playing mum in a spat between Sony and Microsoft to decide who's best. Kaz Hirai started the week saying the PS3 is best actually and Sony is the industry leader. Then Microsoft's Aaron Greenberg stepped up and was all, oh no he didn't, saying Sony are out of touch with gamers and the Xbox is where it's at. Patrick got them both to calm down and count to ten before telling them it's six of one and half a dozen of the other and that they'll both be the best, just in different worldwide markets. Thanks mum. Aww. That whole thing's so undignified, isn't what it? Babies. Uh, we, we really are. Why can't we live together in, in, in harmony? Which one's your favourite console, Martin? Hmm. Yes, well, as an independent developer, <laughs> it would be very unwise of me to say anything, wouldn't it? Would it? Mm. Yeah, but I we think. do a lot of things that are unwise on this show. I like the Dreamcast. Okay, sorry, go on. That's a good answer. Oh, Steve, you let is... him off the hook. Oh, damn. Is it time for a unified format? Let's go to our games expert, Anne. No, because everyone's already got them. 
right? The PlayStation 3, Xbox Do you have a PlayStation Wii. 3? Yeah. Oh, no. But if I wanted one, I'd buy one. Would I, you? I don't think that... Because this competition is good. It makes people up their game. Ooh. That's what we've got with the bike show, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's I, the advantage of a unified format would be that we wouldn't have this sort of rubbish really propagated across yeah. the internet daily. And it's it, it strikes me it's always Microsoft that that lead it. Although your news story then Anne, implied that yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. But uh, yeah, Xbox are always banging on about how they're beating everybody by X to one. And they all are, Simon. They well, they're all beating you, everyone else by. No, X they're to all one. boasting about that. Right. It just strikes me that Microsoft um, are the most aggressive at it. See, so you're doing it now. Oh my. Microsoft are the worst. They're left silly. Yeah, they're worse by a ratio of three to one. <laughs> Do you think they're, they're actually all just best friends and they're like, let's wind up the media? Yeah, I got a PR week. idea. It's, yeah. it's a great idea. It's going to be yeah. brilliant. I think they all read too much of the internet. Next, it'll be Microsoft's going out with Sony. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> EA boss John Riccatello wants to bring down the walls of capitalism that pit creativity and profitability against each other. He believes they can live a happy coexistence making beautiful, rich game babies. John Riccatello doesn't look like a hippie, but he's certainly beginning to sound like one. Riccatello. Yeah? You mention him a lot. He's got a nice name. Is that why? John. Yeah. John Riccatello. <laughs> Is he Italian? He doesn't look it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so do we uh, do we think this will ever happen? Do we think that games that don't make money can make money? <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that that was the point of that story? Was no, it? No, he was saying, look, don't just go for the the, the games that will make money. Don't just roll out the old franchises. Start making new and beautiful things that people will love and can also make money. Said EA's John Riccatello, who's just done its fingers burnt by Mirror's Edge. <clears throat> Haven't they? Hmm. I don't know, actually. I f- I, I, I'm not qualified to talk on, um, Apparently. on on sales figures because a lot of people jumped on the back of Little Big Planet, didn't they? Go, yeah, well, it's really not sold very many, but actually, it did sell loads. So um, we shouldn't comment on that. Did it sell we? loads? Well, it seems to have. Yeah, didn't somebody say at a conference a couple of weeks ago that it sold three million or something like that? Who said that? Um, Sackboy. Boy. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, Martin, do you, do you feel that you, you, as a developer, have you had commercial pressures in the way of uh, your kind of development integrity? It's, it depends on the, the project and the publisher, frankly. You know, I mean, we did, um, we, we did a, a game with Eidos, which was Zendoku, and that was more on the commercial end, you know, being a Zen, Zendoku was a Sudoku style of game, and that, yeah. was, that was more... It was lower risk. Are you, but are you saying that there were things that you would like to have done with that with that game design, like put shooting in it? <laughs> <laughs> but they said no. No, it's not that so much. It's it's more the very inception of the project. You know, the the very first idea. But, but what was interesting about that game was that it was it, it was quite a surprise for you guys to be yeah, behind it was, that, I wasn't think, it? Well, we like to surprise people. Yeah. Did you and did you suffer from that or not? Or do people generally like? Yeah. I, I have no idea, frankly. I don't pay a you great don't deal of attention. <laughs> 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 Arsenal fans, or gooners if you will, could be able to watch action replays and see match statistics on their PSPs from the end of next season. The application, developed by Sony, would bring an extra dimension to the footballing experience, a dimension that would probably be sworn at a lot. This story won't be of any interest to you if you have to Google this sentence. Up the gunners. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean that? Yeah. You you don't strike me as being an Arsenal fan. Uh, My sister is. Did you have to Google that sentence? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I didn't really understand the point of this story. 
Uh, sorry, not and choosing it, but yeah. the, but the fact that they're doing it anyway, that the fact that you're going to be able to watch replays on a PSP, it's, uh, isn't a football crowd a reasonably dangerous environment to get a quite an expensive handheld games console out? It would hurt if you whack someone over the head with one. Absolutely, you know, if, if you if you got a bit excited with a ref decision, like because they throw coins and lighters. <laughs> which which han- which console or handheld system would hurt the most if you hit someone with it? Mm, they don't market on that. The they? original <laughs> Xbox. Really? Yeah, that was the heaviest, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's not all about heaviness, well, is it? It's, quite, like, it's got edges. sharp corners. You're not mm. going to do anyone any damage with a Wii. I it's could. Not, no, no, no. It's uh, not the Wii. Listeners, if you've thrown games consoles <laughs> at people, could you let us know how much damage I they think, did? I think the PS3, you know. Really? Because it's got that sort of tapered front, which is quite mm. sharp, and it's also got weight behind it. Right. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's just, you know, just thinking. You're not going to do anybody any damage with the DS, are you? There's a funny remark there. <laughs> I can't think of it. Anyone? What, are you asking us to mind read? Only if you're a child. And finally, an investment banker has run amok with great sums of other people's money. This is not last year's news, but virtual life imitating actual life. An EVE player employed by one of the game's player-run banks disappeared with assets worth £86 billion into stellar currency. This is presumably quite a lot in EVE world. It's uncertain if this will spark a virtual economic crisis leading to literally no people losing their actual jobs. This, uh, week, <laughs> this week's Credit Crunch story. Um, yes. Right, so I think we should make a list of words you shouldn't have in the news. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> being one of them. You know, if you, if, you, if you find yourself writing that, just think, I know, I could Google that, and then I can get rid of that word. Why maybe. bother? It's like Why a game. Bother? This news is like a game. It is. Uh, but they can't do anything with this money, can they? Whoever's flown off with it. I don't really... Like, does it just make the virtual world that doesn't exist function? So if that goes down... Build another one. Well, it's like someone burning currency, isn't it? That's illegal, isn't it? Yeah. As we've told you many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so that's illegal, and that damages... I don't really know, but well, that you, damages you the currency's thing. worth. It means there's less money to go around. And I believe we're about to touch on a subject we know nothing about. Uh, I think we already... So what happens when they start printing money, which is what the Bank of England's considering if the uh, reduction in the interest rates doesn't uh, kickstart the economy again? I don't know. Martin? What do you mean? What happens if they print money? Yeah, what's wrong with printing There's money? There's more money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what good. we've needed. There you go. Credit crunch solved. I did see I that... I do um, believe we've hit on the solution to all <laughs> the world's problems. Now we're full of exclusives today. Anne, for next week, can you yeah. write a letter to the Bank of England and put that on the, on the One Life Left website and see if you get a reply? Done. Okay, brilliant. Um... I, I remember reading that uh, that someone had uh, discovered an exploit in Eve, which essentially allowed them to, them to print money. Um, and was because it a license? It was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because you're allowed to buy your subscriptions in Eve with your in-game ah. currency, they'd been doing that. I, I don't know. It's something to do with mining and uh, not paying for their thing, and it and that really damaged the economy. And of course, Eve employees economists look at their economy to monitor it and what you know watch for shifts like that they hadn't seen it and there was a bit of a an uproar it wasn't an interesting uproar but it no. was, it did was, it come to it definitely conclude happened. quite soon there we go it's it's, it's concluded <laughs> excellent one life left video game news with
You're listening to One Life Left on 104.4 Resonance FM. We are a radio show about video games. So I'm just smacking <laughs> myself in the eye. <laughs> it's like sight to have Martin here. <laughs> well but I still, look, I still look cool, though, Andrew, yeah. don't I? Oh, yeah. And this song is uh, Arctic by CFCF. CFCF is one of our One Life Left favourites. <laughs> Uh, he has an album out at the moment. It's called Panesian Nights. You can find it if you go on his MySpace. He is absolutely brilliant. It's all right, isn't it? It's all right. You're getting more and more into the sort of music we play. Yeah, I've been converted by the One Life Left album, uh, available now at all good stores. You can buy that from Amazon. our website, which you can find at... www.onelifeleft.com Talking of money, what do you think? This, this, there's, a, there's something here mm. been left in the studio. Listen. I think it's an alien artefact. It could be. And... I don't know, it looks like something that might be, um, it's got colours on it, maybe it's to do with games. Steve? You see, I assumed when you picked it up it was something from Doctor Who. <laughs> it does look a little bit like, I think it's a bit of a bike. Hmm, and we just had the bike show on before us. Let's sell it. <laughs> Let's sell it and raise money for resonance, shall we? Done. Uh, if you want to buy this bit of a bike, uh, please <laughs> I don't know, get in touch. Uh, we'll give you our PayPal details and uh, we'll, we'll... Do we we'll... have PayPal details? Well, I'm sure we will do. We yeah. have a Twitter. Well, we've got a Twitter all of a sudden, yeah. Where's our Twitter, Anne? Uh, the internet. No, you can do it. www.twitter.com forward slash one life left. Yes! Good stuff. And what, what have we been up to on Twitter this week? Oh, this week we ran a competition to find out who had the best tweet uh, for us. We were going to call it the One Life Left Tweet of the Week. Oh, very good. And the best one, uh, I didn't think it was very fair to award a prize because it came from Rainer. Right. Uh, our correspondent, yeah. sometime correspondent. The only reason it was the best was because it was from Rainer. Seems and it said, it said XOXO. And I, I went, uh, happy days. So uh, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, you will see some of my um, daily problems like um, what hours, do you do with a Dreamcast keyboard hours have you tweeted yet have you twittered I've got my own have personal you... account which you can follow me on twitter.com forward slash we've right got now. a guest we've got a guest we oh, should make are you on twitter no does it not interest no. you um well, a little bit, I suppose. I'm on Facebook, and that seems like plenty, really. Okay, and can our can our listeners add you as a friend, and you'll accept them? Mm, only if I, <laughs> only if I know them. Really? You're that, you're you're quite a harsh Facebook master, uh, I am, then, are you? I am quite harsh. So, yeah. you, but surely you must have somebody on there that you're not friends with. Yeah, I think I need to cull. <laughs> really? I think I think I got two or three. No, not you. No. <laughs> Should we go through them now on air and just work out your relationship <laughs> with them and get rid of them? Yeah, that's a good idea. Shall we? Okay, cool. Maybe we'll do that later in the show, seeing as though we don't have we a game won't. show to play. We won't do that later in the show. There must be some other kind of uh, fan pages that you're associated with. Is, is there a GoldenEye fan page on Facebook? Ooh, I think there is, yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I looked at it recently. Yeah, why, yeah. why did you do that? Just to kind of look and go, yeah. Well, to make myself feel more important, basically. Excellent. Do you not, do you not get, uh, are you not tired of talking about GoldenEye? Because how many years has it been now? Well, I'm very happy to talk about it, but yeah, I am a bit tired. Are you? Because we saw you at uh, Nottingham Game City talking oh, yeah. uh, with uh, David Doak That's on right. stage in front of a huge audience. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. the biggest audience of the week. That was great. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was at a nightclub. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool venue. Yeah. Right. And, um, you, and you were stood behind the decks, were you? Yeah. <laughs> Lasers <laughs> pumping shirt <laughs> off. Excellent. It's amazing. What, what do you think uh, it is about Goldeneye that kind of still evokes these passions then? It'll pack out a nightclub full of people just waiting on your every word why why has it been so seminal to use the word yeah. you used earlier in the show not my word Simon's word yeah it's, re it's really tough to sum it up you know in a sound bite um it was 
it was very different from a lot of other games, and it was it was very early, you, and you could feel the passion that the team had in the game. But did you did you know as you were making it that it would be so? I mean, you must have had an idea that it was going to. We knew that it was special, but we didn't know how special. Right, yeah, by by a long stretch. So you were surprised by that, were you? And the and its accolades and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I see. I was thinking like because it still regularly tops the charts of like the best games ever. I mean, it was in it does. Yeah. It, it was in the books D and I wrote. Uh, it was what, it's, it's officially classed one of the yeah. One the, of the checks best in the post. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I was thinking about this, and and uh, quite a few games from that time appear in those top tens or whatever mm. you know like you know because you've got majora's mask mm-hmm. uh, and, and stuff like that and it, it, it struck me that that must have been a perfect time for gaming and one which we'll probably find quite difficult to repeat it was a bit of a golden age in a lot of ways but i think um you know, that probably comes down to the age of a lot of people who write those kind of lists. Well, quite. I, I wonder how much of that is due to... No, the... sure, but, but, it's, but if, you, if you consider, like, music, you know, like, people all bang on about the Beatles and, and, and stuff like that and, uh, you know, the hysteria that, that kind of confronted them whenever they turned up, you would never get that again with a band. Like, it doesn't matter how good a band would be now. You, you, you won't get so, you know, like, packing out airports and all of that sort of stuff to, 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 to the same extent. And I, I think that's maybe true of, of that time in gaming in that, you know, there are great games coming out all the time now, but it's so diluted that they're not going to be consistently rated the best games ever. Yeah. It's, you don't see a game come out and you think, that's, that's an amazing game and it's still going to be amazing in five years. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all become a bit disposable, I think, hasn't it? Because there's so many good games, basically. So that's... So whose fault's this? I think it's game developers' fault and they should make fewer. <laughs> <laughs> make less games. Yeah, I guess. But I'm sure there was, there was, there was part of this uh, frontier feeling that you were developing a genre uh, you know, that hadn't really be t- been tested before and that gives you maybe a little bit more creative freedom than you do now, especially when publishers often approach you with a very clear idea of what sort of game they want in the first place. Yeah, you couldn't make that game... You know, the same, only with better graphics today. You, you wouldn't stand a chance with the licensing issues for a start, but also the game design. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't bring that out. You know, it would have to be like other first-person shooters to a much greater degree. Otherwise, people would be worried that maybe, you know, it's a multi-million dollar license. They'd be worried maybe something like Mirror's Edge will happen to it. Right. And you, but you, you guys enjoyed quite a lot of freedom during its development. Am I right in thinking that you, that you were kind of consulting with Nintendo on the hardware? Is that, is that, is that true or not? I mean, well, it was that's on true because Rare, Rare had a special, a special, uh, well, a special relationship with Nintendo, you know, that was really, really strong at that time. And um, they were part of the dream team, as it was called, and it was, it was PR'd. And <clears throat> um, it was basically a few specially selected developers who were thought to be very hot who could make n64 as it wasn't called then yeah you know project reality as it was called then um could make it a big success and they and they and they handed it over to to uh, um some individuals that weren't hugely experienced in making games am, am i right in thinking that so the, the team was um you know was, so i professionally i'd i'd worked on killer instinct and that was it i'd never run a project right i was just a programmer and the whole of the rest of the team the other the other nine ten guys but never worked on a game full stop so, so of that, any kind that sort of thing would except never except the ad smith really who'd worked on one game <laughs> which which game was that i reckon he he did the the map screens for donkey kong country excellent <laughs> you see, see, see that that sort of faith <laughs> wouldn't 
you wouldn't find that these days, would you? Do you think that sort of trust in a in a in a in an untested team? Yeah, no, I, it's very hard to imagine that. So, as as a as a developer who's somebody started up a your own company again, do you, would you be prepared to hand the reins to somebody who's never made a game before? Well, I think it's a pretty crazy thing to do and you know and just thinking of the conversation with the publisher oh you know i'd like two million pounds please and i'm gonna hire yeah no don't have a team gonna hire 10 guys no they haven't made any games before or one uh, girl <laughs> <laughs> well that is a whole other subject for worthier discussion maybe we should but, return to that yeah you know that conversation because i can have my two million pounds please the game will be brilliant and or it'll take three years as well by the way <laughs> Well, thank God it did happen at that time, otherwise we wouldn't have such fond memories. Time for Derek. I've not got much to say this week, which is slightly inconvenient considering I've done some music which doesn't have those typical chorus bits where I can keep quiet. It's just one continuous drone from start to finish, which is a bit like January in games, really. Nothing much happening, no spectacular new releases, and no one really buying much. We're getting a slight reworking of the classic Chrono Trigger in this country soon. Play.com is selling it rather cheap as well. Wouldn't be surprised if there's some profit in that. Certainly likely to make profit in it with the Lunatic CEX. I've had another week of poor sales with Saturday being one of the worst days. Certainly compared to a typical Saturday. Doncaster Rovers were playing so that accounts for some of the trouble. Stupid football should be banned. Customer did inquire as to what the McGamer score was, though. Is. Whatever. It's 3776, in case you were wondering. Most of which is Dynasty Warriors 6. I was trying to get them to buy Mirror's Edge because it's obviously well worth £18 of anyone's money. They decided to get Burnout Paradise instead, which is a reasonable choice, I guess. His friend took alone in the dark and blue dragon in exchange for his need for speed undercover. Hang on, I should be saving this information for my forthcoming chart on Friday. I've not got much else to talk about, so there you go. Worry though, if you want to take part in the Dungeons and Dragons competition, there's only about two left. I think. I'm Derek Williams and this is a typically uneventful January free market economy. That's Derek Williams. He's our free market economist every week reporting from Doncaster on the latest and the greatest selling video games. Now it's time for The Letters. Um, obviously, if you want to interact with Derek directly, Derek's always on the One Life Left live chat room, which goes out as we broadcast from 7 to 8 on a Monday night. There uh, is a link for that on our website on the sidebar. If you yeah. go to www.onelifeleft.com, they're all chatting away at the moment. Uh, Derek is also doing a um, competition on our website, <laughs> as, he, as he mentioned in that free market economy, which you just heard. Can we start selling games on his store? <laughs> <laughs> well, he is selling our CD, so... Okay, uh, good guestage um, to team at onelifeleft.com. Good stuff in the last two weeks with Joe Thingy from that show and Ian Lee from the telly. Are you worried that with such a star-studded start, it's all downhill from here? No. <laughs> Says Charlie. <laughs> uh, we've got, we're, we're raising our game to Martin Hollis. 
You can't I, get much bigger than that, can you? I can't put a candle to Joe and, and Ian. Would candles. you like? Would, would you like to try? <laughs> Burn them down. <laughs> a life in comedy uh, beckons, or perhaps it doesn't. <laughs> and. Uh, this one's from Durbin. Uh, hey guys, recently discovered your show and I'm really liking your relaxed take on the world of computer games. Also loving the chip tunes, especially that you play loads of she. Uh, well, I'd like to make a recommendation for Firebrand Boy. He plays a mix of traditional chip tunes and some slower poppy shoegazy stuff that he sings over. You can download a lot of his stuff legally and free here uh, www.crunchyco.com forward slash music forward slash Firebrand Boy. Uh, I recommend Famous for a singy song and the end for a more traditional chip tune song. Uh, look forward to the next show. Much love to the whole team. Oh, love. Thank, Thank you. Love. Noted. Martin. So I got one here from Johnny Ram. Hi, team and special guests. That's you. I've really enjoyed the special guests you've had on the show recently. In particular, after hearing Joe on the show, I subscribed to Radio 6's Adam and Joe podcast. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> for that. More listeners for those two. I thought it'd be awesome if you could get Peter Moore on the show. He's one of my favourite industry people with a seemingly down-to-earth ap- attitude, and I thought he'd make a pretty good guest. Maybe give him a few drinks and let Anne rub him up the right way, and he'd be down the studio straight away. That's not what I do. Good use of the word seemingly there. Have <laughs> we trust him from afar? Yeah, I'm not sure about him. He, he gets tattoos done, doesn't he, Peter Moore? He's got a GTA tattoo on him now, hasn't he? I assume we're going to try and get him... A One Life Left tattoo. All of our faces across exactly. his back. Yeah. Okay, let's definitely do that. Uh, help with the song. Hi, Steve. Hi. <laughs> it's a sense of Steve at One Life Left and team at One Life Left. Uh, hi, Steve. Can you help me find the song you played at the end of your show online? I can't find it anywhere and I loved it. Sorry, Slash, I love you. Yeah, Thanks, that, Adam. Um, that, we do have a minor apology to make. We called that Chip Teeth Smashed Elbows. It was actually Chip Teeth Snapped Elbows. You can find it on 8bitcollective.com. There you go. That's Brilliant. got that cleared up. Uh, okay. One that came in today, so it's not printed out, uh, and it says, Hi team, love the show. Just in case you or any listeners are in the area of Nottingham this Thursday, I'm playing a gig at the Malt Cross on a Nintendo DS by way of the sublimely randomised glitch software. It'll either sound awesomely chaotic or chaotically awful. Uh, I predict 7 out of 10. And that is from Vastic Root, aka uh, Jamie Salmon. He has sent us a song, which we will uh, put on right now. Um... It appears that we've got Derek advertising his own competitions. We've got readers pimping their own stuff. What, what are we? Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> Listener interaction. User-generated oh, okay, content. Yeah, oh, yeah, you learned yeah. nothing from Little Big sorry, Planets. Sorry. Sales. Okay.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, which earlier I called 104.4 Resonance FM because I heard someone else do it. Right. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I am Steve Curran. I'm joined with joined by Simon Barron, who's my co-host. <laughs> and and Scantlebury. No, I'm joined by Anne Scantlebury, my co-host. <laughs> and who are you joined by, Anne? I'm joined by Martin Hollis, who's going to let me create a game. Really? Nope. <laughs> Well, we, need to find out what, we need to find out what mine's working on at the moment. Yeah. It's, uh, it's be quite I'd, I'd love to hear Anne's ideas for, for a game. That's interesting. So she'll give her uh, her ideas. Well, uh, she'll, she'll trade them off. For, and, uh, okay. So so you can give me your idea. And if it's the same as the game we're making, I'll, I'll tell you. So let's let's just establish the parameters of the moment. This is okay. like guess who, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Does it have a big nose? <laughs> So, Martin, you're currently working on a game, is that right? I couldn't say, unfortunately. Okay, what formats is it for? Um, well, I can't say, but I, but I could say, you know, we're a small studio, so, you know, we're interested in, like, really um, s- small games, so mostly not retail. We're most interested in download. Okay, interesting. So that's an exclusive here. Martin Hollis working on downloadable uh, games. Downloadable yeah. content. You're joining the dots there. Well, you know, we, we did three games for... Uh, for Sony, they were for PSP, but they for retail. But they ported them um, to uh, they're on PSN now. Okay, which which three are they? Go Puzzle. Right. It's called. Yeah, yeah. They're three uh, economic. Okay, so we're going to follow those sort of lines with your current venture ventures. We can assume that it's, it's a shot in the dark. Well, yeah, no, exactly. But, you know, if we pretend to be journalists for a second, then... I demand know, okay. to hear Anne's ideas for games. What we, what we would do is we'd say, Martin Hollis working on PSN titles, question mark, and then go, yeah, maybe. Mm. No, what we'd do is we'd say, Martin Hollis working on GoldenEye follow-up, question mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Okay, Martin, are you working on a GoldenEye follow-up? No. Okay, there's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. It's fine. Just put presumably in it anywhere. Okay. That's the story. I think that should be the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> presumably one life less. So when, so when can we expect to see uh, these games that you're not working on then, Martin? <sighs> TBA. Really? Are we going to see them in 2009? Or are we going to see them in 2012 one. on the Xbox 720? <laughs> <laughs> Martin Hollis working on Xbox 720 game. Question you know, <laughs> I have to say, I've tried to give up working on platforms that don't exist yet because it's it's really really difficult. Yeah, Martin Hollis working claims not, next not generation working. Xbox fictional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time for Matthew Kumar. Last week I looked at Wario Land for the Wii, and this week's best worth gaming or played is another 2D platformer about finding treasure. Except this one's a freeware PC title called Spelunky. Spunky is a hybrid between a platform game and what's commonly called a roguelike. Its levels are randomly generated, and the aim is just to get as far through it and steal as much treasure as you can before you get killed. And you're gonna get killed. Spunky is unfair. You're given one life, and there's hundreds of enemies and obstacles that kill you with one hit. All randomly placed, and never in your favour. What is addictive, no matter how annoying that is. I think it's that the randomness speaks to us the way it does to a gambler. We're sure the next time we play, the levels are going to be designed just right and we'll sweep through all the way to the end. It never does, but I'll keep trying. And that's why this week's best horse game we've ever played is Spelunky. Spelunky is brilliant. I've never heard of it. Well, sorry, I've, I've only just heard of it. It's uh, free. Uh, download it for your PC, your new PC, if okay. you want. It's yeah. a bit like uh, Dungeon Hack. Right. Um, one of those sort of, uh, uh, what do you call them, generated dungeon games. but Rogue platformer. Roguelikes. Roguelikes, yeah. thank you. Uh, but a platformer, and it's, it's absolutely excellent. That sort of comment sounds perfect for... 
the reviews. It's a good job I didn't start the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is our review section where we're going to be talking about the games we've been playing this week. Yeah. Anne. Yeah, I didn't play anything this week. Why, Why not? Is that? Uh, I was very busy. Um, in all honesty, given that you you co-host my co-hosting on, <laughs> on a weekly uh, video games radio show, do yeah. you think that that sort of attitude is acceptable? Well, at least I turn up on time to our pre-show meetings. Don't try and... Like, yeah, but Steve is probably too busy generating his own content for the show, apart from the game show that we've not got. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we gave you a way of doing this. You said We said, yeah, talk to yeah. Tom from Eurogamer. Did you do that? No, I haven't had time. Do you want to do an appeal? Uh, Tom, send me some games, man. It'll be brilliant. Then I'll be able to talk about them. All right, OK. Simon? Uh, I've been late to the party. Uh, the party consisting... Of goo cake, uh, but yeah, I finally got around to playing um, World of Goo. I got a new uh, laptop uh, last week, and uh, I've been messing around. It's it's a netbook, so it's not very powerful. Uh, I installed No One Lives Forever, a game I worked on nine years ago. I was reminded how good that was, although you can't play it on a netbook. It runs, but uh, the control system's uh, screwed. Um, so I've been playing World of Goo, and uh, everyone's right about it. It's brilliant, isn't it? And mm. I think it was Kieran Gillen who pointed out that he's yet to find somebody with a bad word to say about it. Now I read that and thought, okay. <laughs> after after Braidgate, I thought I you know <laughs> I, I would uh, I would take the contrary position. But no, it's it's absolutely excellent. Uh, it should be available on the can PS. You, can you not find a bad word to say about it? No, I really so, can't. No, it's like right from the off. It's funny. It's cute. I I don't know who these guys are, but. You know, I, I do want to be best friends with him, I think. And yeah, g- g- good luck to me. Uh, I was showing it to Anne in the coffee shop earlier on, wasn't I, Anne? Yeah. Showing Anne my goo. Uh, and then she said, and then she said something weird. She said, um, I've decided we're getting married in London. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? Those two things happened. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'd like to think that it was my world of goo that uh, prompted the... Uh, yeah, it was, it's great. Uh, so um, there's quite a comprehensive demo for you to download on PC. It's available on Wii as well. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it. Uh, 7 out of 10. Martin, have you been playing any video games this week that you can talk about? Yeah, I have. Um, mostly I've been playing uh, Facebook Tetris. Ah, we've talked about this before on One Life Left. Haven't we? Ah, well, I think it's um, I think it's the best implementation of Tetris I've played. I haven't played um, Tetris Party on WiiWare yet. Um, that's on my list, but I guess I've played Facebook Tetris for about... 10, 15 hours, and um, it's definitely the best version of play. It's very tactile, it's very uh, smooth and slick. The, they can do a lot of rotating and moving of the bricks about after they get to the bottom, which uh, is my preference. And um, is it? Getting up because towards 600,000 on uh, marathon mode. Yeah, no one plays that. Uh, is <laughs> Martin Hollis working on Tetris Facebook? Question mark. Is he? No, he's playing on it. Okay. Do you think um, that they'll that they'll port Tetris Facebook uh, to um, like the DS or something? So you so that it comes with Facebook on it. I don't know. Do you, Martin? Would you? Well, there's there's a what's it called Tetris DS, but with a Facebook plugin. Yeah. So that yeah, I guess you could do that. Uh, Martin, Martin Hollis yeah, says <laughs> Facebook Tetris on DS possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so you, you approve of this rotating infinitely at the bottom of a uh, playfield, well, do you? Not infinitely. On, you know, on higher levels, by the time you get to, like, 15, you only get, like, 10 or 12 rotates. Mm, but on D- Tetris DS, you can rotate infinitely, which is why my high score on it is 3,333 lines, which is more an indication of how idiotic I am. So I can play on after 200 lines. It's just like something that footballers do when they're out partying. 
Yeah, Very yeah I've, good. I've bounced the ball on my shoulders <laughs> twenty thousand times in one day. So, do, so, um, so, what's your record on marathon mode? Uh, not marathon, the other one, uh, time track. Time is, isn't it marathon? No, there is oh, a marathon. It's marathon, time... it's marathon that I play. Well, you should play time attack because that's what all the cool kids do. Oh. I think I'm down to about one minute twenty or something. Oh, anyway, we're not using reviews to show off. Are uh, yeah, we? Mark, what am... score would you give uh, Facebook Tetris? I think about ten out of fourteen. It's <laughs> complicated. <laughs> Still wrong. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not sure. I think you might have broken the show now. <laughs> Anne's got a calculator out for a minute. Steve, um, I've been playing Skate 2. Right, we, b- b- but we haven't. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you should. It's okay. It's got another astonishing introduction section. Um, when I loaded, well, for a start, I put the disc in my PS3 and it took me about half an hour, possibly longer, from the moment I put the disc in to the moment I actually got to skate for the first time. Right. Because, like, consoles, next generation, current generation consoles do all this installing thing, which took long enough. And then I had to create a skater because they're all obsessed yeah, with yeah. avatars. And yeah. this intro sequence as well. I watched the intro sequence on the first skate game uh, whenever that came out and thought, this is amazing and also intimidating as a as a game creator just in terms of its polish a bit like little big planet um and skate 2 is exactly the same i was i thought right i've been waiting long enough i'm going to skip through this but found myself watching and all it is is a movie intro full of skaters i haven't heard of right it's so beautifully put together that i watched it from beginning to end did, did you, as you felt further intimidated well what it no what i felt was old by the end of it like <laughs> really old um, and you know, I created the skater. It went on for that long, did it? I created the skater, who I try to make a look as much like me and also handsome as possible. Right. And it came out looking uh, like rock paper shotguns. Jim Rossignol. He is, is handsome. He is handsome. Handsome man. Mm. Um, yes, I played it, and it's uh, like skate, but better. I uh, really, really enjoyed it. But again, it just makes me feel totally old and out of touch. Uh, really oh, sad. Sorry to hear that. Um, I give it seven out of ten. Shall we put Talia on? Yeah. Hey, Talia. Hi, Simon. Um, how are you? Great. So, what have you been playing? Uh, um. You haven't been playing any games? <laughs> yes, I've, I ran out of games. I don't know. So, you've, you've been playing them, but you can't view them, is that right? No, I've played the games I've already reviewed. Blame my mum. Okay, so you need some more games, right? Yeah. Um, today we've got um, Martin Hollis on the show. Really? Yeah, do you, um, do you like Martin Hollis? Uh, I don't... Didn't hear ever of him. You've never heard of him? No. He's only uh, the inventor of the best game ever written. What game is that again? Oh, so so what, what, what game do you think it is? Uh, Little Big Planet. Um, so have you got any questions for him? How in the world did you invent Little Big Planet? Well, shouldn't it be called Medium Planet? I think we've overused this joke. Okay, <laughs> any more questions? Actually, Martin Hollis uh, invented Goldeneye. What? Have you ever played Goldeneye? Mm, no, probably it's for a 12. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's based on the, uh, on the James Bond movie of the same name. Ooh, well that was crazy. I don't know about it. Okay, um, it's a, it's a first-person shooter. I uh, still don't know. Okay, um, it's it's generally regarded as the best game 
ever made. Wow. So, do you have any questions for him now? What in the world is the game that you just invented? Because I have no idea what it is. That doesn't sound like a question. That sounds like a statement. Okay, fine. Do you want to ask a question? Uh, what's your favourite colour? And give him a score. Seven out of ten. Flower is a game which offers players the opportunity to become a flower, floating on the breeze. According to the developer, the game exploits the tension between urban bustle and natural serenity. Flower expands the team's tradition of delivering simple gameplay, accessible controls, and a medium to explore emotional chords uncommon in video games. Indeed, it does, swooping between moments of exhilaration and tranquility with a great joyfulness. But is it art? Yes, it is art. One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Where else can you find us? On the internet at www.onelifeleft.com or on our Libsyn page, which is Libsyn. Or on iTunes. Or on iTunes, indeed, which is at iTunes. Or on Twitter. On Twitter, sometimes we're on there. We've got Facebook. Facebook. Um, are we anywhere else on the internet? Yeah, well, those are the important ones. Uh, please add us to Twitter uh, and... and do things stuff like that. like that yeah stuff like that uh, this wait wait, wait. Oh. sorry when when i say <laughs> the song title that's your cue to come in sorry okay? this is how to kill a man from outer space by save states he doesn't say how it's all the music it's a secret message oh. morse code like the theme to morse yeah which doesn't actually contain morse uh, d- it doesn't contain anything relevant does it i think that's all just um I thought, I thought it had his first name in the final episode. I don't, I don't think it does. Uh, Martin, what's your favourite colour? Hmm. It's black. Martin Hollis prefers PlayStation 3 to Xbox 360. <laughs> Martin Hollis prefers original Xbox to Dreamcast. Interesting. Um, black isn't a colour. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Shut it just up. sounds like the sort of thing that people yeah, t- say on Wikipedia discussion are a, pages. Tomatoes are a fruit. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is One Life Left. We are going to have a a new feature now, or the second of a uh, new feature. Could it be a new feature if it's the second one? I don't think so, no. No. It's now an ageing feature. (laughs) (laughs) One of our favourites. We're a little bit nervous about this one, aren't we? Um, We are a little bit nervous because it's a bit bit close to the knuckle. Anything can happen when you're dealing with... uh, you know, live callers. This isn't live. No, um, and we could have listened to it before it goes out on air. But we wanted to enjoy it in the same uh, manner that we do our, our listeners. So we're going to pretend that we haven't. So, um, when Simon sets it going... 
This is Game for a Laugh. Hi there, how you doing? My name's Jerry Tierney. I'm looking to see if you've got a game in stock. Would you be able to help me with that? Yeah, of course. What are you looking for? Uh, I'm not sure of the name. Uh, it comes with it's on the Xbox and it comes with a sensor. And the idea is like you need to eat berries, but like the sensor picks up. You can like just eat chewits and stuff, and you need to build a shelter, but like you don't need to use a tent. You just like make cushions and that. I think it's it's Ray Mears Wilderness Survival. I think. Survival. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's out yet, but I, I was just calling to check before I come in. Um, no, we definitely haven't got it at the moment. So I'm just into that. Do you want me to have a look in our uh, release date to see if it's coming out soon? That'd be fantastic. Thanks very much. And on the Xbox, actually. So on, on on the 360, yeah. Hello. Hiya. Hey, no, it's not our listing. Just coming soon. Um, so I'm not sure when it's going to be released. Okay, well maybe maybe it's been cancelled or something. I just I seen it a while ago and I thought it looked quite good. So. Oh, okay. Okay, well thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks, Bob. Bye. Bye. Game for a laugh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Stuff. A game for a laugh in which the quest is to get a fictional game pre-ordered. I wonder how many of those it will take before game head office send out <laughs> an internal memo to its staff to say uh, if um, if play it's along. Do you think, do you think they play along? <laughs> well, if yeah. it was Game Station, they would. They've got that. Uh, See, so you like him, don't you? No, I hate him. Okay, sorry. I, I knew, I, I I knew it was one or the others. Which do you prefer, Martin Hollis, game or Game Station? Hmm. I get my games online, to be honest. Interesting. <laughs> Martin Hollis pirates video games. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, obviously. Obviously not, no. Obviously. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. That was very good. Uh, looking forward to next week's. We are. Um, missing Craig the Rage McClellan. Right, where is he? Can't tell you. Secret mission. Okay. Maybe he has signed to Adam and Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe seemed reasonably keen on him, didn't he? He did say sweet. Joe. Joe did try and um, try and hire him uh, after after Craig's piece on the show um, the other week. Hmm. Uh, but we we prefer our contributors to be faithful, don't we? You'll never leave us, Martin, will you? Uh, wh- wh- what? <laughs> 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 I, I wouldn't like to read of you popping up on other podcasts and uh, radio shows. No. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we well, didn't seem to be uh, very faithful there, did he, Martin Hollis? <laughs> well, I didn't want to set expectations high, you know. Oh, okay. I got a busy p- podcast schedule ahead of me, you know. This Do you really? really? Just your no, not then. at all. It's good. <laughs> Well, this a, is my first podcast. Has, has it has it's it probably been my you? last? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Very good, Martin. Um, we we're looking for guests for the rest of the series. If we mm. could get anyone from the games industry, who would you recommend we uh, we get? We could get Peter Moore. We've, Easy. You know, Easy. He gets a tattoo. Yeah. We can get anyone. You know. You just say the word. Yeah. Ooh. Well, Miyamoto. Of course. Okay. We can't get him. What, can we not? No, I don't think so. What have you been writing, Martin? Oh, I'm just doodling. Okay, well, that's almost as good as Anne Art. Maybe we mm. could play Martin Art. Marta. Mart. <laughs> what happened to Anne Art? It's right in front of me, Steve. You forgot. Did I forget? Oh, her worker is not appreciated. Oh. Oh.
Um, it was postponed last week, wasn't yeah. it? Just due, due to reasons of sensitivity. Um, yes. Uh, An art is our segment where Anne draws a picture, we describe what it is. If you write into team at onelifelift.com and guess which character she has drawn, then we will be able to uh, send you that and that will be your prize and it will be brilliant and hopefully your mum won't see you opening it and wonder why you're getting drawings from a child. <laughs> no, I put my age on this one. But this is a fabulous one, Anne. Thanks. Yeah, that is very, very good. Yeah. That's really, That's really good. good. Drawing. So whatever it is, yeah. is in a white robe of some sort. Yeah. Um, I did the white because it's um yellow background, and I did the white with tipex. Did okay. you? That's did you? Yeah, but you must have used a lot of tipex yeah, there. Yeah, it wasn't mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this thing has got strange hands. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the, re- the relevance would you of those. Say, would you say it looks a bit like me? Um, you don't look a thing like this. I, th- I still think it looks a bit like That's me. That's a good clue, yeah. isn't it? That's, That's really, a- both really good clues. Thanks. I just think there's, there's, something all, there's something about that that reminds me of me. Interesting. Martin, yeah. have you got any comments on this? Nice beard. Thanks very much. What about the drawing? <laughs> <laughs> it, looks, it looks religious. Yeah, does it? Does it? Did they wear? Or is that a just green because it's really holy? <laughs> Did they mean wear a green? Why have you drawn this character? I mean, it's just out of interest. <laughs> is it because it's Easter coming up? Mm. I think he'll be a bit cross. Yeah. Dear oh dear oh dear, <laughs> what have we become? Um, I think I'm you sorry. could probably get it from that. I don't understand. Someone, do- someone who, someone who's wearing a white robe who reminds. Who doesn't Everyone look a me. thing like Stee and uh, <laughs> and and uh, and yeah, um, Easter themed, perhaps. Yeah. Why perhaps. have you done that? <laughs> so if you know the answer to that, <laughs> if you've got if you've got the answer to that, please write into team at one dot com, and uh, maybe you will be receiving some an art in the post. Why have you done that? That, that is not that's not the actions of a normal girl to suddenly no, start drawing no, that because. That. It was a news story uh, last year sometime. Well, that narrows it down, doesn't it? <laughs> I on, didn't make it. What Someone show? else made it. Uh, sh- shows uh, 68. Charles Miller's um, entered live. He said, uh, is it Altair? No. No, it's not. Have another guess, Charles. Won't, won't oh, I'll, just, I'll just shut the email down because we've got a goal. We've got to we've go. Got a goal. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Martin. Thank you so much, Martin. I had a great time. Thank you, guys. Joe Cornish Andy and Lee said that they'd come back any time. Would you? Yeah, any time. Great. Any time. You have been brilliant. So thank have you. all of our contributors. Yeah, thanks. And that. we will see you all next week. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Je finis. <laughs>